Greetings, and welcome to the RPG Review Board Podcast. You're listening to Episode 11. In this episode, we join two of the judges in Chambers. We listen in to a conversation in progress in which judges Case and Heidi talk about their humble RPG beginnings, how they got started, what games they played early in their role-playing career, and how they informed their opinions on the hobby. Join us as the board convenes in support of the betterment of tabletop gaming. Come now, the honorable representatives of the RPG Review Board. This is actually a little series I was thinking that we could actually do to kind of introduce ourselves to our audience, and that is to just talk about how we got started. We all get into RPGs at different times in our lives for different reasons, and I think that the the way that you get in to an RPG and your first experience, whether it's the game or, or the, the group that you're playing with, sort of sets the tone for the rest of your experience. I think it kind of, it establishes a, a like... Like a baseline, you know? Well, if that's true, then there's probably a reason why I always want to eat food while I play RPGs. Because my the first group I played oh. with, we always centered it around food. So. Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. I, I feel like if it's actually kind of weird when we play for our play tests, we don't have an abundance of snacks. And it always feels a little weird to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think... And I... And I for a long time, I I connected our an RPG night with dinner. So we'd have dinner and then we'd uh, we'd do the game, okay. which could cause real trouble because like if we did something like pasta, you know, oh yeah, and then you've got the carb coma and you're trying to <laughs> you're God. trying to concentrate. <laughs> yeah, there's no like, way. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually have a memory one time of we had taken a, I was doing a long session with a group and we had taken a break and this was in uh, an apartment I used to live in. And um, it was nobody, like we had taken a break, you know, everybody kind of, some people had gone outside, a couple guys smoked, that kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. had gone in and he'd eaten so much that I fell asleep on, on my bed and um no one could figure out where I went. And my partner finally like came in the bed. He's like, is she in there? And he came in and found me fast asleep. He was like, Oh man, she's totally asleep. <laughs> it's asleep. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, that's, <laughs> just... that is the danger living on the edge, too much food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this is the, uh, the perils Fall of this particular campaign. hobby. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> now your character is asleep and you cannot act until you wake up. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is kind of funny. Um, I'm thinking back to, I must've been maybe 13 or 14, something like that. And I was introduced to role-playing games by my pastor's kids. Oh, where? Really? Yes. Yeah. It was Sean and Lonnie, I think were their names. And, um, I mean, they were typical pastor's kids, but the... I came over to their house to hang out and they're like, Hey, you want to play this game? And I had never even conceived of it before. But the thing is like most people start with D and D, right? That's right. the first game. But I don't know if it was because 
you know, D&D's always had this reputation, right? There was the whole satanic mm. panic in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was a huge, yeah. my, I grew up in a, a religious household and it was, that stuff was kind of like, ooh, I think D&D might be a little, I don't know. It was definitely satanic panic, all of that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, so I don't know if, if that had influenced what they were playing but Maybe. they weren't playing D&D they were playing a game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness okay <laughs> which was a like a palladium game and you i mean it was this they had got the license for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. which in the 80s weren't quite the phenomenon they became later uh, the, yeah like the that that comic started as this underground, actually, satire of the ninja movies that were popular in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. And the original Mutant Turtles would, like, swear and drink beer and, you know... Yeah. Make off-color jokes and things like that. And it, it, it got cleaned up once, it be, once people realized that this was a potentially marketable thing for kids. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I rolled up... Uh, and, and the thing about this game was that like many old games it was all based on like sheer chance right okay and so i think so you had to roll you're creating a mutant animal so you had to roll on the cause of the mutation okay. and then like how you had been raised okay and so little what skills you had origin story yeah right okay. right right okay. but you know you could end up with something awesome like a rhinoceros or you could end up with a poodle. Like, the range <laughs> I mean, was significant. <laughs> I mean, no offense to poodles. We like poodles, too. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to feel like a badass Yeah, with maybe a poodle, not so right? much. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is, I actually, I was racking my brain. I do not remember what I rolled up. No, but I think it. No, I think it wasn't great. <laughs> I think I got like a dog or a, a something like that okay. or a badger. But that that was my first game, and I went home and it just took the top of my head off. And I could like I talked to my mom. About, I'm sure she just got sick of me talking about this game. Is I wanted to go back to not really to hang out with my two friends but really to play that game like yeah. <laughs> i was like that's where the game is and so that's where i want to go and do that and mom had heard of D D. okay and so like many parents you know it was one of those things it's like well i've heard a lot of bad things i don't know if any of them are true but i want to play it on the safe side right yeah. so I, I did not live in a family some people grow up where there's like all of these rules about the sort of things that you can read mm -hmm. and mom let us read uh quite a bit of things because she just wanted us to be reading all the time so she didn't have any problem with like fantasy stories or anything right. Right. but she just heard some bad stuff about this and and so this was mutant animals which was weird but not you know no magic was involved yeah. and so she was fine with it and it was the first rpg that like i think i got it for like a birthday present or something later that year because she oh she broke down and got you the same game i got got me the game yeah oh. because i 
because I just could not stop talking about it. Oh, that's funny. And I, it was so funny because I remember, uh, I, st- I actually still cringe a little bit at this because it's so embarrassing. I, re- I tried to get everybody to play that I game. I was just going to say, did you make them all play with you on it? Like, um... Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I remember somehow cornering somebody who was like the wife of one of the elders of our church. Oh gosh. And having having her I was like, okay, well, first you have a character and then you have to decide what you want to do. So what do you want to do? And she's like, what is even what? Like she's What's just trying on? to be and, polite to some kid and she's like, "Oh god, yeah. what have you got me into?" Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so my first game, my very first game was was not D&D. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it was over at the pastors. <laughs> That is okay. All right, that's a good one. I would say that the things that I connect with RPGs to this day are random characters. So I still find the idea of of building a character kind of strange. It's like no, no, you roll dice and that tells you what you are. Yeah. Rather than like sitting down, it's like I'm gonna build a blah blah blah. It's like no, you. You roll on a table, and that tells you what you are. So, and then the other thing, like, that book, like many RPG books, had adventures in the back. Yeah. And the older pastor's kid, Lonnie, uh, ran myself and his younger brother, Sean, through, like, the first scenario. And in the first scenario, you are... (laughs) You are pitted against a gang, a biker gang of mutated pigs. So there's a bunch of pigs I mean, on bikers, you know, on, on choppers course, and everything. Right. right. Okay. And they have, they have taken hostage like a, a school, like an elementary school. And you have to go in and, uh, and, you know, save the day, rescue oh, the God. kids. And so I also, to this day, still associate RPGs with like heroism. Like you, it's not a mercenary endeavor. It's kind of you're you're there to save the day. Yeah, I think I think that's probably not uncommon though for a lot of you know RPGs. I feel like that's typically what yeah. an average group kind of sets out to do, right? Like, oh, we gotta in theory. In theory, right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you want to be like oh, chaotic, you know? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always that one guy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's my story. That's interesting. I mean, for me, I didn't grow up in a family that had any kind of we 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 played games. We had some you know your Monopoly, your Pictionary, puzzles, that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. like you, our, the whole idea of RPGs just wasn't around. Uh, just you know, sure. Yeah, um, I definitely remember as a little kid though. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the? <laughs> The Dungeons and Dragons cartoon that ran in the early 80s. Oh. I loved it. I just was like, what is this? Oh, my God. And I had no clue. And this would come on for for those listening that um, are a little younger. They did not used to have things like the Cartoon Network. It used to be like you got up early on a Saturday morning to watch a block of cartoons. Right? And that's when my par- yep. my parents would not be around, and I would just get some cereal, sit in front of the TV, and watch these cartoons. And I loved 
this show because it was just about kids who got on a, a roller coaster ride, but it took them into an alternative D and D universe, and they from there oh, had yeah. to you know they were the real characters and had to go fight whatever quest. So to me, that was my first kind of like, oh whoa, what is this? You know, this is cool. But I didn't know anyone who played it. I didn't have friends who played. So I just for years, it wasn't part of my my universe. Um, I definitely grew up loving all of those kind of adventure stories, those kind of movies, that kind of stuff. Uh I mean, I grew up in the late 70s, so it was the era of your Star Wars, your Indiana Jones. I loved any of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, But not having anyone to play with and then, you know, like going through like in high school was a little like, oh, I don't know. You're a little embarrassed. You don't want to ask anybody. You don't know. Right. Uh, Right. So it really, for me... I didn't start playing any kind of RPGs until I was in my 30s. And that was when, you know, I happened to have a lovely partner who he and his friends had played D&D growing up. And they kind of were reminiscing and just said, man, we should do that again. You know, just one random. And then it just from there became like, oh, that'd be funny. Then it was like, no, seriously, what do you guys think? What if we just, you know... (laughs) Once a month. And it started off as kind of like every other week. And and from there, it just became like a very fun communal thing that every couple weeks, everyone would come over. I'd make a big, you know, crock pot of chili or whatnot. We would eat. And then we would would play a game, a campaign for, you know, a few hours. And for me, that first game, the first thing we jumped into at the time was Pathfinder. Um, Okay, so that would have been right... As third edition was ending, and there was this kind of split, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, well, and I just remember because in my mind, I was like, okay, D and D, we're gonna do it. And they're like, well, we're gonna do Pathfinder. I'm like, what the hell is Pathfinder? You know, like, mm-hmm. I had never heard of it. I didn't know, yeah. you know. And they were like, well, we're gonna try it. And and we did. We did for a while, and we did that campaign. You know, and for a few years, we did that. And then we ultimately did end up kind of everybody just took a break for a little bit and we all came back to it doing D&D 5th edition as that came out. Okay. You know, because that, I think, I think everyone, I, of course, didn't really have the experience, but everybody else that was playing felt like, oh, this is a fun callback to when we were kids, you know, so. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you... When you were younger, you had a knowledge of D&D, but no practical experience with none it. None at all. Just yeah, none at all. Something just, that, that looked cool. It would just looked cool, and I loved fantasy. And I'm not sure, like, I think, especially that first cartoon, I was super into the idea of it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't like school. Yeah. And so, in my mind, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, if I could go on a roller coaster and get sucked into an alternative world... Where I got to run around with unicorns and don't have to go to school on Monday, that would be sweet. That would be the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah, attractive. Yeah, very yeah, attractive. Yeah. So yeah. I did, but I just didn't know anybody who played. Or if I did, everybody kept it on the down low, right? It was, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think, and that's what I have come to find out in my like adult life is that there's a lot more people that I'm like, I'll bring this up, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I used to play whatever. And I'm like, I had no idea. And they're like, well, yeah, I didn't talk about that at school. Like, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for nerds. <laughs> that was for nerds yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, or just like, oh yeah, yeah. Kind of kept it quiet, you know. But I think the attitudes on that have shifted a ton over the years as well. Quite. You know, so yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. So when you came back, then so you had this image of D and D, and then you came back to actually play it, and man. To have an image of D&D, like, from the cartoon, mm-hmm. and then for your first game to be Pathfinder, like, that's a hard. big ask. I mean, that's a complicated game. It was hard. Right? I remember studying, like, like basically treating mm-hmm. it, having to treat it kind of like homework, because that, that was a... It was also, too, having not played it before, I, I think in my mind, it's like, I like fantasy, sure, I'll like this, but you don't realize, especially if you're not familiar with the spells and it's not kind of your like you know oh, i don't know this like the back of my hand like some people you've played it for right. years you you can pull a spell out without having to look it up you know what the the points are you know what you need to roll that kind of stuff i had no knowledge of that so especially when i first started it i was like is this what it's supposed to be this is a lot this is kind of heavy yeah but then of course over time got easier but then I really, really enjoyed, because I didn't realize at the time how much was out there. And it was not but a few years after that that I believe you and I met. And, uh, right. you know, we kind of fell in the same circle of friends and the conversation came up. And that was when you brought up, oh, have you ever played this game or this game? And I was like, God, I didn't realize yeah. how many were out there. And so that's <laughs> been truly, there, yeah. though, I, I honestly, that's where I think it's been really fun, especially over the last, you know, bit of time doing this with you guys. It's been great to actually learn how much more is out there that's different, how much is out there that's a little easier oh, yeah. to come into as a beginning or a beginning player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I had no clue. I think I think it's really interesting to think about when you were seeing the game Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. uh, as a kid based on that cartoon. That cartoon was based on the Dungeons and Dragons like basic box set, which at the time was marketed to children and was relatively simple. Yeah. Okay. And then you come back into the hobby and Dungeons and Dragons has gone from D- D&D to advanced D&D mm. to 2nd edition, 3rd edition, and then Pathfinder, which itself is sort of a 3rd edition plus like yeah, you know, it's very more stuff, more similar. things. Right, so it's like it's as if you you saw uh, like an Apple II, and then you came back to like a like a MacBook or something like that. There's, <laughs> it's so much more complex, yeah. right? You, know, yeah. you do so many more different things. It's like, what are all these buttons? Oh my goodness! Yeah. You know, I will say though, I was really fortunate because the people I was playing with were old friends. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and, a, and a partner, and they were all incredibly supportive. They never made me feel stupid or dumb. Everybody yeah. was really, um, I think, well, like, you know, it was one, specifically in what we were playing. You know, it was important, obviously, that we worked together well as a team. So I think I just tried to do my homework as far and, you know, as best I could. And they tried to work with me and, you know, like show me how to do things if I forgot or if I needed to find, you know, reference something yeah. quickly. So I think that says a ton, too, that you've got to have a good right. group, right? You just do. You got to have a good group. 
Yeah, and that's actually, it's interesting because I think that's another assumption that I make about gaming. I see a lot of people talk about finding gaming groups, mm-hmm. which to me seems seems very backward. It's like, no, I just play with friends. Like, all of the people that I've played with are friends. And my experience of trying to, like, find people to play with... Mm-hmm you know at a at a convention or or at like a uh, like a game store or something is always uh fraught because it's like i why would i play with you you're not my friend yet like, yeah. it, it, like it's doing it backwards yeah. you know the cart before the horse and that i think that's helps especially for people who are getting into the game who either don't have experience or are not familiar with it if if you are if you feel safe because you're around friends and people who like you and and support you mm-hmm. That's it's so much easier to do it because like this is very complex. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to let my friends down, yes. right? And but there's all of that camaraderie and the idea, God, the idea of trying to learn a new game around people I don't know. Like, ugh, you know, it's I yeah. Don't do that. I've thought about this. I had a friend. I want to say a few years ago that he and his wife moved to a new area completely. A new area of the country and you know he had some time on his hands and was like you know I miss playing you know he used to have a good group of friends he played with and I I don't I don't remember how but he came across some group that was playing a game that he wanted to get into and play and he had to actually go audition like not at oh my goodness yeah and it wasn't and not in the sense of you got to show up and dazzle us it was hey why don't you show up we'll play a practice game just kind of a one-off yeah. and we'll just see if we have good chemistry and we fit and because they i believe were a group of some of them were older friends and they it was incredibly important to them to not get people in that were gonna mess it up or just kind of throw the chemistry off and yeah. yeah, I I had never heard, that felt a little intense to me. But at the same time, if you were planning on running a, a game for years and years, and you do not want to change it, I can see why. Uh, you know, I it yeah yeah. <laughs> well, Nathan and Nathan and Adam are part of a board game group that has met consecutively since high school. Oh wow! And they do they do the same sort of like heavily curated things. Like you can't, you don't just get to come to that board game group. You're not, you, yeah. I've, um, I have, I've been there once, um, because somebody was sick and I, well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, 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 no. I I don't think I did that bad of a job, but it was just like their, their attitude is just like, we have a culture that we very much like. Yeah. a, A table culture. And we're not willing to sacrifice that. Like, I'm, we're happy to play games with you in other settings, but this is our time where we do our thing. I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, you're, this is meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to be a creative outlet. Right. And if you are around yeah. people that you do not feel free enough to come up with, you know, some innovative things or people you can't depend on to either, you know, no no rules to defend themselves in some kind of say combat mm-hmm. situation, then yeah, that's that's going to throw everything off. I get it. Yeah. 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 I think you and I have just been very lucky in our lives to have met good circles of friends over the years and then ultimately yeah. become each other's circle, you know? Like I think we've yeah. all been very lucky 
really. So no, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I I I consider us particularly blessed in that way. Mm. So, well, there we go. Okay, so I think that's very interesting. <laughs> we we have these two stories. I think it's cool that that you had this this interesting arc where you you wanted to play but you didn't get to play for a long time, yeah. and I had this thing where I started with sort of the wrong game. Like everybody gets in on D and D and I didn't, <laughs> um, which has really colored my perception of like, like D and D was the game that I, I had heard about yeah. and didn't get to play. It wasn't even my second game. It was like my fourth. So I probably, yeah. I'm sure as a kid, I'm sure I heard some satanic panic kind of stuff about it. And it probably oh, yeah. only made me, I guarantee it made me only want to play it more. Right. It was one. I was that yeah. kid that was oh, always yeah. drawn to like, wait, we can't do this. Oh, man. How do we get our rebellion? What? <laughs> yeah, I was right. that child. That's right. Oh, every parent's dream. Um, well, I've lost your network connection trying to reconnect. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. The fates are against us today. Come on. You can hear me, right? You yes. can hear me? I can hear I you. Can't. I can see you. It's, you can see. I just can't see you. Okay. Well, let us continue and see where we get. Here, Adam, here's some more stuff for you to cut out.